Well, I'm so excited that you're here to join me for Voice of Breakthrough, this podcast. Podcast. So we are going to hit some powerful topics. Every single week, we will be having a new podcast with a new topic. So get ready. I'm telling you, this is great to exercise to. This is powerful to uh, listen to when you're cleaning your house or cooking that dinner or cutting the grass, which you could turn up loud on your, you know, your, your little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. Everybody, we want to thank everybody for being here and those who are watching and those who are going to be watching. And we are in 2 uh, Corinthians 1.13. We're picking up this teaching from Holy Spirit Boot Camp. And um, so let's see what God has for us tonight. So he says to you, we write to you, this is Paul writing, we write to you with words that are clearly understood. And there is no need for you to try to read between the lines of what we write in hopes that you can completely and accurately understand our hearts. Now we're reading out the, tra- the Passion Translation, and um, sometimes we'll switch back and forth. But we're, this whole boot camp is to help you to be ministers, to help you to mature and to grow and to help people. And so we need to not have people not have to read, um, try to figure out what we're saying. We don't want them to read between lines. Let's, let's look at the same um, translation in um, the King James. For we... For we write none other things unto you than what you can read and acknowledge, and I trust you shall acknowledge even to the end. And then if you look at that in the Amplified, for we write you nothing else but simply what you can read and understand. There's no double meaning to what we say, and I hope that you will become thoroughly acquainted with divine things and know and understand them accurately and well to the end. Okay, and so... As those who want to minister, as those who are going to lead, as those who are going to minister to people in your family, we need to let God deal with anything in our heart that twists things, that manipulates things, that makes things complicated that don't need to be complicated. And we want to begin to hear God and, and share things the way he wants us to share them. And remember, uh, if, you, if you go back to the one we did before, and if you're watching for the first time, I encourage you to go back and find boot camp um, the session before this, which would have been Second Corinthians 1, something before 13, probably 10 or something like that. But anyway, so he's telling us, get your hearts right, get your hearts right as ministers, as those who God is calling into this. We know you have already understood us in a measure and that you will eventually come to understand us fully. Then you'll be able to boast of us, even as we will boast of you in the day of our Lord Jesus. Okay, when true ministry comes and we get free from covering doctrine and we get free from being led by um, control and we get free from being led by anything except Holy Spirit, you'll begin to really appreciate the people who God calls to be part of your journey. I've been walking some people through some really difficult trials these days. I'm learning so much. But the Lord has shown me the word lead in scripture is to come alongside. It's not to stand ahead of. It's to come alongside. And I know like in this one particular journey, I'm walking um, a couple through at our church. It's really what it's like. I feel like I'm right there beside them. I'm guiding them in the sense of what does the word say? What's God showing you? And, and I'm, even in the middle of the night, the Lord gave me um, a specific uh, thing, uh, a specific thing about to help break discouragement. And so I, I texted over in the middle of the night 
And um, it's, it's just so awesome to watch God use us in the sense of as we come alongside. And God's not going to allow this lording it over anymore. He's not going to allow us to take the place of the Holy Spirit. He never really has, but he hasn't, he hasn't shaken his church to really make people free from that like he's about to do. He's really going to deal with those who, will, who keep taking his place. And, and there's got to come a fear of the Lord. It's not for me to tell people when I'm helping them through something. I'm not to, I'm not to be hard to understand. I'm not to have a hidden agenda. I'm not supposed to have a motive that's not pure. I need to, to do this because Holy Spirit in me has called me to do this. Holy Spirit in me has anointed me to do this. And then he gives me the heart of God for the people that you minister to as well as, as is a heart of, you know, heart towards the Lord and to see the Lord in this and for it to be for his glory alone. So he's talking as he said, you know, you kind of understand us. You kind of know where we're coming from, but one day you're going to understand this more. One day you're going to walk in these places of ministry. One day you're going to understand what it's really like, um, that what Paul walked through and how he walked people through things and how he knew the Lord and how the gifts operated. And the Lord's encouraging us in this letter that Paul was writing to this church that one day you're going to understand this more. And then our boasting is going to be um, in what the Lord has done. We'll be able to boast. of. So he's saying, look, you'll be able to boast. So I believe that there are people already in this ministry who will go say, yeah, I'm so thankful that God used um, you know, Cindy or Karen or whoever else in this ministry to come and help us with this. And, and, um, and I believe you'll understand that more. And as you mature more, and as I mature more, and as we begin to operate in this more, you're going to understand that. And I know some of you, especially in our groups are starting to say, wow, I saw the Lord just really move through me and flow through me. And you're beginning to get an understanding, you know, um, how many know that your children understand you as a parent more when they finally have children? And all of a sudden, what before they didn't appreciate that much, all of a sudden it's like, oh, mom, you know, you, you did it. Well, hopefully you did a good job. I did a good job. But, oh, mom, you know, you did a good job and this. And, and they call you all the time and you're actually very good friends now. And if that's not true for you yet, get the teaching we just did or we're about to do on the intercession for your family. That conference is coming up this weekend. But depending on when you're hearing this, you might just be able to find it on the mentorship page. Because we are going to do some powerful ministry to watch God heal our children and um, spouses and things like that, especially in areas where we were immature in the things of God and we hurt them. But anyway, so he's saying here, look, as this all comes, as the church starts maturing, you're going to understand this. You're going to understand where this person was coming from. You're going to understand why they did this. You're also going to understand when they missed it. But if they're maturing, they're going to humble themselves. You know, personally, I would say stay away from ministries or ministers who will never admit they missed it who will never actually ask you to forgive them. And anyone who's been in this church any length of time has already had me apologize to you probably once or twice or three or four times. Because if I miss it, um, in this whole situation that I'm walking somebody through right now, and I talked about the whole thing of meddling, and I really did want to get this out there to, in teaching because this happens way too much in the church. And the, the whole spirit of meddling is a counterfeit of... of Spirit-led counseling. Now, spirit-led counseling means Holy Spirit is showing you what to say, showing you why to say it, and showing you how to say it. Meddling is something of the flesh, 
but it can operate, it can move over into the demonic or cause much damage because especially if you're someone that people listen to, if you're someone who has an anointing and, and you're called of God, especially people will, they won't know when you're meddling or when you're operating in the gift of um, counsel. And so something happened recently and um, actually I think last Tuesday night and the Lord, you know, I was talking to someone and everything was great. And then all of a sudden I kicked into meddling and I, I kind of knew something strange was going on, but I couldn't figure it out. How many know when God's bringing this stuff up and dealing with it, it he's going to, it's going to show up. And then you have to start to discern, is this God or is this me? And, and don't anybody roll, you know, don't roll your eyes at me because that really bugs me. And the reason is you don't have a clue yet, some of you, what I'm talking about. And God wants to set you free. Okay, he really wants to set you free. Women overall probably meddle more than men. Oh, how can you say that? Because the Bible tells the women, and we're not going to get in that tonight, but it tells the women, young women get married, have your own children if they're, if they're widowed. That he says, get married again, have your own children, have your own family. In other words, quit going to everybody else's house and getting into their business. God's basically saying, women, could you stay busy doing that, which I've called you to do? Now, in America now, women stay busier than they want to because most women are working outside the homes and they have to come home and still take care of the homes and take care of the spouse and take care of the kids and all the other things. And, and um, there's a lot going on. But for the Lord to mention that to women more than to men and if anyone ever realizes, for the most part, women talk a lot more than men. And I, I take care of all of John's, my husband's words he's supposed to do a, a day. I do his words and my words and for other people's words. So, um, but John, John's a man of very few words. So our, our house isn't it. So people know I'm like, so it's talk about opposites. But anyway, so what meddling, I looked at the word meddling and, um, because the Lord took me right to that word. I was praying. I said, Lord, I don't feel right about the conversation I had with that person. I felt good when I knew the Holy Spirit was using me to, to minister in a counseling way, um, what you wanted me to say. But then I didn't feel good about the rest of it. And so I looked up some of the things I told this person and realized that I probably gave some advice that could have actually been uh, dangerous in their situation. It had to do with going to a doctor or not going to a doctor, that kind of thing. And... Um, and I didn't give specific, I'm mature enough, thank God, not to tell them what to do. But I did put some questions out there that they didn't need to have to think about. And so, um, and so I said, Lord, what is that in my heart? Get this out of my heart. You know, you'll really mature quickly when you begin to let God deal with your heart issue and you quit trying to focus on everybody else's issues. Lord, show me me. That ought to be part of your daily prayer life. Give me my, when you ask the Lord to give you your daily bread, and to not lead you into temptation, right? Well, those two kind of go together. Lord, give me a revelation from your word that I need today that will keep me out of temptation. Help me not to sin. Help me not to fall into sin. Help. And can I just shock some of you? If you ask him that, he will tell you something about you that he wants to change. But we're so busy trying to change everybody else and judge everybody else and do whatever we can for everybody else that they... Uh, Overall, a lot of the people who are in ministry are not very mature. They're not very sanctified. They're not really that cleansed to be stepping out in the name of the Lord. And so anyway, so I said, so I said, Lord, um, so I looked up 
some medical things and realized I had given really wrong counsel. And so first thing I did is I wrote the person in the middle of the night and I just said, look, please forgive me. I should have never brought that issue up. I should have never brought this other issue up. That was my flesh. And my heart cares for these people. I would almost do anything for them. So it's not about a heart condition, okay? Sometimes it can be, but it's not. you can actually have good intentions and really care about people and give wrong counsel. I think it happens all the time. Now, when people think that your counsel is the same as Holy Spirit gift of counseling, you know, when he's the counselor through us, then, then that's where a problem comes in. Because then sometimes, especially if people are undercovering, which no one is at this church, but then they believe everything you say and they think they need to do what you tell them to do. The fear of the Lord, as, as any believer, but especially as a, one who ministers, is I don't want to tell you anything to do that God is not specifically instructing me. And then you still have to hear him for yourself. So God is going to make sure that his leaders actually connect people to the headship of Jesus Christ and not to the headship of a denomination, not to a headship of a specific church or specific leaders. Everyone needs to be connected to the headship of Jesus Christ. That's where things are going. You cannot be the bride of Christ. You cannot really move in sanctification and those kind of things until you're really hearing and walking with God. And a lot of times you have issues of the heart or air, spirit of error, places you've got into wrong teaching and things that cause you to think you're hearing God and you're not hearing God and you're messed up and you don't even know it. And you need somebody who loves God, who hears the Holy Spirit, who's not going to blaspheme. So you, I'm not going to blaspheme. So I might think you're really messed up. And, and usually if I do, I'm usually right, but I'm not going to say anything about it because if it is really the Holy Spirit and you just manifest in strange ways or whatever, or you know, he's got to show me and he has to make me touch it or someone has to come and already know they have an issue and ask. And the reason is because, first of all, I'm not going to blaspheme for anybody. What's blaspheming? For me to say something is not God when it is God with where I walk with God would be, could be blasphemous. And I have the reverent fear of the Lord to not do that. Now, many times I discern things, but I just leave it alone until it's proven to me or that person really comes to me and they really know they have issues. And, and he's not telling us to see everything and, and to get in there and jump in there and try to fix it. He actually says, let the tear and the wheat grow together because eventually one will be humbled and one will really bow down before the Lord and you'll see that servant attitude and the other will just get more and more about them and what they're doing. And so we can't tell until the, the time of the harvest comes. And so with that, as leaders, it's going to be really interesting in how to do this without having the whole entire, uh, your whole entire church or congregation or meeting or gathering get messed up with people who think it's God, but it's not God. And so, um, so anyway, we'll have, we'll have to have a bigger meeting sometime to talk about that, but <laughs> see how much I can preach in one, just one little tiny verse. Anyhow, so and boy, can I tell some stories on all of these things. But I want you to see right now what happened in this particular Holy Spirit boot camp. I won't even call this a Holy Spirit boot camp as much because this has happened when I feel like I'm out of boot camp and I'm actually finally into the ministry God's called me to. And I'm in a place of maturity that he has called me to be in before he would say, okay, now's your season. And so with that, I'm now yielding to him 
to see the things more clearly than I was able to see before. But so I told this person, the word meddling means to oversee someone else's business or actions. So somehow you've made yourself in charge of someone else's business, someone else's decisions, someone else's actions. And so right off, I apologize to anyone in here um, that's been part of Beauty Frashes or watching that's been part of Beauty Frashes before I saw that I had this sometimes going on. I also want to encourage everyone to deal with this in their heart and especially women. And because it, it is where you, when Jesus rebukes, uh, who was it? He rebuked, um, it was, he told Peter how Peter was going to die, right? And then Peter says, what about him? Talking about John the beloved. And then Jesus says, what's it to you if he's still here when, um, when I return? It basically says, mind your own business. So I want you to get that really, you know, make a bumper sticker or whatever. We need to deal with the meddling spirit. We need to mind our own business. And God's so clear that this is part of the personality that is in women after the fall. Because I believe that when God created the male and female, he made the male and female. But when Eve came forth from Adam, when God pulled her out of Adam, basically, I believe she was representing the Holy Spirit in her character and personality. And you can go to the book of um, Proverbs and see where um, God calls the Holy Spirit uh, she. Wisdom is called she. And so I'm not going to get into all that. That's, we're getting way deeper than everybody needs on a boot camp Tuesday night half hour teaching. So, um, so with that, we need to really get serious about, is this my business? Because what does that lead to? Gossip? Do you understand when you gossip, you actually can release words that demons can latch onto and begin to hurt the people you love the most, begin to attack ministries that you really, God wants you to pray for. Does everybody get what I'm saying? I'm, I, why I do this, I also have people here and they're all, some of them look like, oh, I don't know. But he's, he's serious about this. He's serious about repenting of these things and, and asking him to set us free from these things. So it doesn't mean he wants me to be available to speak into people's lives whenever he wants to, but he doesn't want me to take charge and run them. We need to actually get to this place where we say, okay, Lord, if you're not the one leading me in this, I don't want to, I don't want to intervene here because we're actually going to stand before the Lord and he's going to show us, this is where he's going to wipe away a lot of tears in, in the Bible. It says, we're going to stand before the Lord and he's going to show us where meddling was not the Holy Spirit leading and how it affected a family or how it affected your children or how it affected your job. He's going to show you how the enemy used those things. So how many would like to get that under the blood? So let's just do this right now. And you can join us if you're watching. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for meddling, for minding other people's business. I want to be about my father's business. And the heavenly father is my father. Forgive me, Father God, for trying to take your place and overseeing other people's lives. I want the wisdom that comes from you when I ask you, with pure motives, you promised to give me wisdom. Lord, I ask you to heal anything that's been hurt, 
Any area of anyone's life that's been affected? Because of meddling. I ask you to set me free from the spirit of meddling. Break off all witchcraft that it could release. Lord, I ask you also to heal me where anyone's meddled in my life and I thought it was from you or it somehow caused me not to seek you. I ask you to forgive me for believing the meddling and not discerning it. But I thank you tonight, Lord, for healing me, setting me free, and moving into every situation that my life has touched. And I give you praise for how you're going to turn things around. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, you feel that, huh? Man, that's been a lot of melon. <laughs> so, Lord, now we thank you for angels to take any demonic spirits attached to that, uh, to the dry place of the pit and give them the punishment of Satan for messing with us. And we give you praise for how powerful you are in Jesus' name. Amen. Whoa. Okay, that was a big one. So that was worth those who wanted to watch tonight. In the situation I was talking about tonight where I ministered to someone and, and questioned them going to the doctor for a certain thing. And then when the Lord really showed me, I, I looked up some medical facts and things and really showed me, no, this is, this is for everyone's safety. This is to make sure everything goes well. And right away, I just so repented that I got in there and caused any kind of confusion that, that if I hadn't seen the Lord convicted me, someone maybe would have listened to me. Think about it. Think about if God's going to use a medical intervention any way he wants to, and you tell somebody not to take the medicine or you tell somebody not to go. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and so we need, we need to mature everybody, especially those who've been part of um, the faith movement. And I'm all for the faith movement. I'm not knocking Faith. I'm not knocking the power that God brought back into his church with the teaching movement, which included the faith message. I, I so appreciate all of those faith teachers from Copeland to Marilyn Hickey to Jesse Duplantis to a lot of other ones. And so this is maturing that, though. This is taking this to a level of cleansing and maturity that God's going to do in the apostolic that's coming. And so with that, I'm not at all coming against what God introduced and brought forth by his word, but it has to mature, right? It has to mature. And so I'm asking the Lord to forgive me of my, of, there were things Paul did unintentional, right? There were things Paul did that hurt the church unintentional. And so we repent of those things. And then we help by preaching truth for people to get free. So in this situation, we need to look back and realize, wow, you know, some of these things we just think so spiritual and we say so quickly could actually affect the outcome of somebody's life. When you tell somebody who to marry, when you tell somebody who not to marry, when you tell somebody um, to go to the doctor or not go to a doctor or to take a job or not take a job or to move or does everybody get the fear of the Lord in this? We are not the Holy Spirit. None of you are the Holy Spirit. Can I get a big amen on that? Amen. Okay, we're not the Holy Spirit. So when we give godly counsel, it needs to be based on his word. There need to be scripture and it needs to have a revelation from the Holy Spirit that this is the scripture for this moment. Now, 
We want this out of our hearts so when we prophesy, it's pure. I will say, I've given some warning prophecies and I don't think there's been one of them that God has told me to ask somebody to forget that I gave it. Because the enemy could use me saying this to say, I knew she was wrong about that. No, I'll tell you, if I was wrong about something, guess who's going to tell you? I will tell you. It doesn't, and if you have a question, well, you said this one time and this is what I thought, then, then I'll go to the Lord right then. I've had people walk through these doors on more than one occasion to tell me something I said that really hurt them and something I said and blah, 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 blah. And I'm looking at them and their whole life is a mess. And I'm like, everything I said is true. Why don't you just go and apply it? So even though there's, even though we're getting free from these things, how many know that that's part of this journey? So I don't want anybody to discount anything God has ever had someone do or speak into your life. Because this isn't about you deciding what's really God and what's not. This is about you discerning with pure motives what God is saying led by his spirit. Because he has given a fivefold ministry. He has given you pastors who know you, who work with you. Here our pastors work in the groups who understand your situations. He has brought forth prophets who will prophesy into your life many times without even knowing anything about what's going on. He's going to bring forth more apostles in this day who know how to clarify doctrine and, and get it straight and to have really signs, wonders, and power and get you hungry for the same thing. He's going to have teachers who are going to, you're going to hear the word, it's going to be taught and it's going to connect with your spirit man and go, yes, this, this is something I need to hear. What did I leave out? Evangelists. And there's going to be evangelists to stir you up and get you excited and get you out there wanting to see people saved. So he has a five-fold ministry. This isn't about a rebellion and an independent little life you're going to have because you know Holy Spirit lives in you. This is about being teachable. This is about hearing what God has to say. His five-fold ministry is to help you to connect to his headship, is to help you to discern, is to help you to know. And I just encourage you, find, ask Holy Spirit, who is it that you want in my life um, to help me in this? So on that note... You're going to have to join us next time for Holy Spirit Boot Camp. And it's going to, we're going to start with, you ready? We get a whole nother chapter. We're going to be at, um, what, 2 Corinthians 1.15. So next time we're, we're going to be starting with something about confidence. And some of you are going to be excited to hear what God wants to share about confidence. So with that, you guys, check out everything else we have on our YouTube channel and on our Facebook page, Cindy Foster Beauty Fascist Ministries. To get everything, go to beautyforashes.org and be part of our mentorship or partnership, and you'll have hundreds of hours of video and um, audio teaching. God bless you guys. Now, if you love this teaching, then you better say you love this teaching then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there, and there's a resource uh, library there. And also, check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster Beauty for Ashes Ministry. We'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic. God bless you.